Come on, let's love him all across this building. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody give him praise. My praise belongs to him and him alone. Hallelujah. Somebody shout with victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A thousand praises belong to our God. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Amen. It's so good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. To feel what we feel in this place. Amen. We're thankful for the presence of God. Anybody thankful for the presence of the Lord? Amen. If you have your Bibles, we're going to turn open to the book of Luke chapter 4 and verse number 18. At this time, we'd like to dismiss our Sunday school students to their classrooms. Praise God. Amen. God bless our kids. and God bless our teachers. Amen. Praise God. Luke chapter 4 and verse 18. Jesus proclaims this when reading from the book of Isaiah. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. In the ESV, it reads it this way, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Now, on the second week of every year, we reserve to just kind of push forward with a new theme as we enter into a new year. First Sunday, I usually preach what God has put on my heart for that service. But the second service, we usually just endeavor to push into it. About six months ago, I was praying and and uh, not even praying specifically about this, but I felt like this is what God put in my heart for the year 2022. And as you walked in, you might have saw a photo banner. You can take a photo with your family and, and uh, just our theme. Uh, but this year, I really do believe that we're going to be pushing into favor this year. Amen. I do believe that we are going to be seeing the favor of God like we have never seen it. Is there anybody that's willing to believe that with me? Would you lift up your hands all across this building? Come on, let's pray that God would touch us here today. Hallelujah. Amen. That we would have the favor, amen, of the Lord all across this church and all across this region. Come on, there's people that you've got prayer requests you've made all last year. Amen. But what you and I need is we need the favor of God to see them come to pass. Would you pray all across this house and all across this building? God, your favor to rest upon every family, your favor to rest rest upon every marriage, your favor to rest upon our church, your favor to rest upon every business. Come on, somebody pray in the Holy Ghost for just a moment. We need the favor of the Lord upon our lives in Jesus' wonderful name. Somebody clap your hands and give God a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Amen. And I would simply like to preach on this subject, the year of favor. Amen. The year of favor. God bless you. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. We find our text today at the beginning of the ministry of Jesus. Jesus stands up to proclaim the word of God. He stands up in the synagogue to preach. But before he can preach, the Bible declares to us that he first had to go into the wilderness. And in that wilderness, he is fasting for 40 days and for 40 nights. And afterwards, the Bible says, he began to hunger. And it was in that moment of pain, in that moment of hunger, in that moment of weakness, the Bible declares to us that the devil showed up. Can I remind somebody, your adversary is, the Bible says, as a roaring lion, but if I could depict him, amen, a little bit better, he'd be like a, a, a hyena, a scavenger, a vulture. He's not looking to pick a fight. He's looking for the easiest target in which he can pick off. And that's why whenever you and I are ever in our moment of weakness, that's when the enemy shows up. Does anybody have a testimony that knows that's what happens? But it is also in our moment of weakness that we see the glory of God show up. And we see the goodness of the Lord show up that even when the adversary shows his ugly face, we know that in the moments of our weakness, the Bible declares that when we are weak, then the Lord is strong. That even when you and I don't have the power or the strength to get through, we serve a God that will be there in our weakest moments, in our darkest times. Anybody got a testimony, you ought to give God praise and shout with a voice of triumph that God was there in the darkness, that God was there in the pain, that God was there in the lonely times, that God was there. Amen. And so the adversary shows up to tempt him, amen, to provoke him. And Jesus finishes that trial with victory. And the Bible says that the angels came and ministered to him there. But I want you to notice that when he got done with his difficult season, when he got done with his hard time, when he got done with the devil being in his ear, the Bible declares the next place that Jesus went is that he went to church. Hallelujah. Can I put a plug in 2022 that it's, it's, it's time to go to church. Hallelujah. I'm thankful for everybody that came to the house of the Lord today and those that they wish they could be here if they were feeling better. Amen. But I want to put a proclamation out there that 2022 and 2020, they tried to stop us from going to church. In 2021, people decided whether or not they wanted to go to church. But I want to tell you, in 2022, let's make a declaration. Amen. And let's do as the preacher said on Wednesday. Amen. Let's make sure we're in the house of the Lord. Somebody ought to clap your hands. Has anybody made some re resolve themselves uh, that I'm going to serve the Lord in 2022? I've resolved in my heart that I'm going to be in the house of the Lord. I've resolved in my spirit that I'm going to serve God with every fiber of my being. Somebody clap your hands and shout with a voice of triumph. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Let me just put a plug for church for a moment. 
Amen. It was after a difficult season that Jesus went to church. Amen. There's some people think that if they've had a difficult season, they don't need to go to church. Amen. I, I would beg to differ. In, in fact, the more difficult the season, the more you need to be in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. The more, the more the trying the season, amen. Jesus could have very well said, I've had a difficult time. I've been hungry. I've been lonely. It's been, it's been cold and dark where I've been living. In fact, the devil was my only friend, amen. He showed up when I had nothing. I had nobody, amen. And Jesus himself could have said, I have the devil in my ear. And yet Jesus still went to the house of the Lord. I want to tell you, we've got to resolve in our hearts to be, amen, in the church, to be, amen, not just in the building but a part of the kingdom of God. Before I can preach about favor, we're going to have to talk about some things we got to do. Amen. Some things that have got to be in place for the favor of God to flow in our lives. But I want to tell you one of the things we've got to declare in our heart, we're going to put God first above everything else. Amen. He's going to be one of one, not one of five, not one of three. He's going to have preeminence in all things. We're going to put the kingdom of God first. We're going to put God first. We're going to put, come on, we're going to put the church of the living God first. Hallelujah. If you'll do that this year, you're going to watch the favor of God flow into your family like it never has. You're going to watch the favor of God flow into your finances like it never has. You're going to, oh, somebody ought to give God praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I just got excited for a moment because I know that that's what it's going to take, amen, for the favor of God to flow in some people's lives. But I believe that it's possible for God's favor to flow in your life. But the Bible declares that after it all, he went to the house of the Lord. Amen. And when he went to the house of the Lord, he stood up to read. Amen. He stood up now. Amen. Having been through a difficult time, I want to tell you that if you've been through a test recently, you now have a testimony. There's some people that want they want to say something, but they ain't got nothing to say because they've never been through nothing. But once you've been through some things, then you can stand up. You can stand flat-footed, and you can say, God has brought me through a lot, and God can bring you. Jesus went to church, and now after being through all of that, he'd been through the test. He had proved himself faithful. Amen. I want to tell you that if the favor of God's going to flow on us, amen, when the test come, we've got to prove ourselves faithful. If we really want the favor of God to flow in our church and on our lives, amen, it's not to say that trying times won't come. In fact, trying times always come. Trying times must come. But in those moments, we've got to recognize that this is, in fact, a test, and we've got to pass the test. We don't quit in the middle of the test. We don't give up in the middle of the test. We understand that right now it's a test, and if I'll pass on the other side, there's going to be favor. On the other side, there's going to be anointing. Can I preach? He stood up and read it this way. The Spirit of the Lord's upon me and has anointed me. I want to tell somebody here on the beginning of this new year that you might have gone through hell last year. and You might have been through trying times, but it's through the hell you went through and the trying times that really anoint your life. 
I've never seen anybody be anointed uh, that hasn't gone through hell. I've never seen anybody have a message or have a word that hasn't struggled, that hasn't endured, that hasn't remained faithful through it all. But can I preach to some folks that have made it through? Uh, you made it through the test. Uh, you made it through the trouble. You made it through the trial. And now you got a testimony. I want to tell you what else uh, comes with the word. Uh, what else comes with the testimony? Uh, you've got an anointing uh, that comes uh, from going through it uh, and remaining faithful. Somebody ought to shout and give God praise. Come on, let's take a moment and thank the God that brought us through it all. Thank the God that carried us through it all. And thank the God that anointed us after it all. Somebody give God praise. Come on, lift up your hands and magnify the Lord for a moment. Hallelujah. Come on, lift up your voice and let's pray for a moment. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you've been through it, you've got an anointing that's coming. Uh, if you have struggled but you remain faithful, you've got an anointing that's coming. You've got favor that's on its way. Somebody lift up your voice and pray. Hallelujah, I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. I didn't really come to talk about the anointing too much, but let me remind somebody, uh, amen, that the Bible declares uh, that the anointing oil came from the olive uh, that was first crushed, uh, amen, that was beaten, the Bible says, for the light's sake. Uh, and until you and I have gone through a crushing, until you and I have gone through a beating and a bruising, uh, often we'll never see the anointing that we prayed for or the favor we believe God for. But if we can endure the chastening of the Lord, if we can endure the difficult seasons, if we can endure the hard times as a good soldier of Jesus Christ, I want to tell you what comes afterwards. After you start to crush the olive, the anointing begins to flow. Nah. I feel the Holy Ghost. Somebody ought to preach with me. After you go through the crushing, the oil flows. After you go through the beating, the oil flows. After you go through the difficulty and the loss and the grief, the anointing flows. Somebody lift up your voice and magnify the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me and hath anointed me. It hath anointed me. The anointing that came after the trial. The anointing that came after the temptation. The anointing that came after he was faithful. Somebody lift up your voice and magnify the Lord for a moment. Come on, I feel favor in this house. I feel favor because people have remained faithful. I feel favor because people have remained steadfast. Somebody lift up your voice and pray. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Mm. He said, the Spirit of the Lord's anointed me. This prophecy was made thousands of years ago for this, in, for this exact moment. Amen. God had prophesied that there would be an anointing upon Jesus that came after these seasons, amen, of temptation. And the Bible declares to us the five different things. There's six things, but, amen, there was five of them that were counteracting, uh, amen, the damage that sin does to you and I. These are the things in which Jesus was anointed for. Uh, amen. The Bible declares, uh, amen, that he was anointed to preach the gospel to the poor. Amen. He was anointed to preach the gospel to the poor. I know some people think they're only anointed to preach at a conference. Uh, amen. But I want to tell you, sometimes uh, you're just as anointed, if not more anointed, uh, when you can sit across from somebody with a Bible study uh, and begin to declare to them what thus saith the Lord uh, and begin to declare to them. Come on, somebody. 
Hallelujah. I know some people only get anointed when the music's good, uh, but you can be anointed when there's no music and you're sitting across from somebody at a coffee shop and you're declaring to them, uh, amen, they might they might not have anything. Uh, they might be poor, whether it be in this life uh, or as the Bible declare it, poor in spirit. Uh, amen, because we understand one thing uh, about sin, uh, that sin impoverishes. Uh, amen, sin makes that which, which God has declared to be rich. Uh, he makes it poor. Uh, that which should have value, uh, he devalues it. And sin begins to break down and sin begins to decay. Amen, I want to tell you, sin does not just decay you monetarily, but sin will decay you morally. Hallelujah. Amen. Some people think that it's somehow pious to be poor. No, it's not. It doesn't make you better or worse being poor. It's just your status in life. Amen. But I want to tell you where you are. The Bible says that God was anointed to preach the gospel to the poor. And so is Apostolic Revival Center because we know sin has a way of bankrupting people morally. And it's that morally bankrupt that will eventually cause you to be literally bankrupt. But if God can bring you the gospel which is the good news. There will be a redemptive lift that will come into your life. Is there anybody that's got a testimony? Uh, yes, that's where I started, but it sure wasn't where I finished. Uh, that's where God found me. But when I got the gospel, he pulled me up out of a miry clay, and he set my feet upon a rock. There's some people think God will only deliver them morally, but I want to tell you, God can deliver a whole lot more than just morally. If God will fix your ethics and fix your morals, it'll start to change everything in your life. You won't walk the way you used to walk. You won't live the way you used to live. You won't spend on things that you used to spend on. God will bless you. You won't have the type of jobs you had before because God will help you, amen, to stay, dr stay drunk free and alcohol free and drunk so now you can keep a job. Now you've been there five years, ten years. You got a 401k. What is that? You had the gospel preached to you when you were poor, both morally and otherwise. And God gave you the gospel and it cleaned up every area of your life. And now you're favored. And now you're blessed. Somebody ought to clap your hands and shout with a voice of triumph. It's interesting to me that people, amen, they love when you preach about, amen, that God's going to come uh, to the poor and just save them. But when you start talking about God changing people, that's when they start going, well, I don't know about that. But you've come too late to tell me that God doesn't change people. <laughs> The kingdom was likened unto a mustard seed when it was planted. Uh, it wasn't much when it was planted, uh, but by the time it grows, uh, all the birds that would have ate the mustard seed uh, now lodge in the branches. Uh, the things that once would have destroyed you, uh, when you get the gospel planted in your life, uh, now the things that once would destroy you and take you out don't even bother you or affect you anymore. 
I'll prove it further. He said the kingdom of God is likened unto leaven uh, that when somebody took it, they put it in a little bit of loaf uh, when there was nothing uh, like it. Uh, it was all by itself uh, and put it into a dark place. Uh, but by the time it came out, uh, the Bible says the entire lump uh, was leavened. What happened uh, when you get the gospel planted? Uh, it doesn't stay where it was planted. When you get the gospel planted uh, into your heart, uh, you might be poor in spirit or just poor. Uh, but by the time the gospel gets done, uh, it doesn't leave you where it found you. It takes over. Can I preach to the poor for a moment? I'm not just talking about literally poor, but people that might be poor in spirit. When you get the gospel, it'll affect the way you think. It'll affect the decisions you make. When you get the gospel, it will change your spending habits. When you get the gospel, it will change your lifestyle choices. When Hallelujah. Somebody clap your hands. Hallelujah. I got some testimonies in the house of the Lord. The Messiah brings good news, the gospel to the poor. He came and he was anointed to undo what sin had done. You can be enriched through the gospel. You can, your mind can be changed through the gospel. The way you perceive life can be changed through the gospel. The way you, the way you conduct business can be changed through the gospel. Can I preach to somebody, this is all part of the favor of the Lord. He then said, he's come and been anointed to bind up or heal the brokenhearted. Because sin breaks hearts. And the Messiah has good news for the brokenhearted. Your heart can be mended and used again. Hallelujah. Oh, you don't know about me. I'll never love again. You don't know what I've been through. I'll never love again. I'll never open myself up like that again. I, I'm, come on, somebody. I, I've been too broken and too busted in the heart. Uh, and now I could never allow uh, myself to be in that kind of vulnerability. Uh, amen. But then when you get the gospel preached to you, uh, it starts stitching up the areas where you've been cut. And it starts putting the cast in the areas where you've been broken. Uh, and now you start loving in ways you thought was never possible before. Uh, what happened? He was anointed uh, to bind up the brokenhearted. Uh, amen. That sounds like favor to me. Uh, amen. I want to tell you that when you can love in a way that you never thought you'd love again, uh, that sounds like favor to me. Uh, amen. The Bible declares to us uh, that he binds up the brokenhearted uh, and it's not so you can stay in a cast all your life uh, and it's not so you can stay in stitches uh, but it's so that you can be mended uh, so you can be repaired so you can be made whole again. Somebody I'll lift up your hands and pray. Come on, somebody ought to pray all across this house. Come on, all across this building, there's people that need God to bind up their broken heart. That in the year 2022, you need God to heal you from some things that happened last year or the year before where you can have heart, you can have a heart that's whole again. You can love to your fullest so that you can live to your fullest. Somebody ought to pray. Come on, let's pray all across the building. In the name of Jesus. Amen. He said, I've come to proclaim liberty to the captives. Because sin makes people captive. It enslaves them. 
it enslaves every area of their life. But the good news of the gospel is this. You can be free. You can be free. Oh, no, you don't know. I've done this for a long time. I've, I've smoked this or drank this for a long time. I've, I've been in this relationship for a long time, and I don't know if I could ever get free from it or give it up. Amen. I've come to tell you, amen, in the year of the Lord's favor, I want to tell you that you can be free. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Are there any free folks in the house of the Lord today that you can be made free? You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. When you get the favor of God, that favor makes you free, honey. That favor heals your heart. That favor makes you free. That favor will help you to come up in life. That favor... When you get the favor of God, it'll help you be free. Amen. He said that recovery of sight to the blind. Sin blinds us, and the Messiah has come to heal our spiritual and our moral blindness. When you get the favor of God, you're going to see things a little differently. Hallelujah. When you get the favor of God moving in your life, when you get this gospel power working in your life, all of a sudden you're going to see things from a different angle. You're going to see things from a different light. You're going to look back at your past and no longer is it all of this mess that you couldn't get beyond, but now you're going to look at it as a launching pad into your future and into your destiny and now you're going to be able to see Jesus through the right lens and see your future through the right lens when you get the favor of God acting in your life you're going to be able to see properly. And finally, he said this, to set at liberty those that are oppressed or those that are bruised. Because sin oppresses its victims. Sin bruises its victims. And the Bible declares that God has come to set you and I free from the pain that holds you and I back. There's some people that every time you want to move forward, uh, you feel that bruise uh, being pressed upon, and it's a reminder uh, that you have been oppressed, uh, that you are being held back, uh, and it's a reminder to not try. It's a reminder to not strive for more. It's a reminder to stay where you are. Uh, amen. It's a reminder that every time you want to put some weight down on it, uh, all you feel is pain, uh, but when you get the favor of God working in your life, uh, the oppression that you had from your bruises dissipates and disappears. When you get the gospel working in your life where you were bruised, God can now use you. Where, God, where the devil bruised you, God can now use you. And now where you weren't able to step because of the pain, you walk in victory. You walk without fear of retribution from the adversary because you know that God has liberated me even in the areas where I was bruised. Somebody lift up your hands. I'm just about done preaching, but somebody needs to pray all across this house. Come on, somebody pray all across this building. 
in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, the oppression you felt uh, that has held you back for so long. uh, God sent a preacher to tell you, uh, amen, this year it's going to go. This year it's got to go in the name of Jesus. But thankfully, Jesus did not come only to preach deliverance. He did not only come to bring deliverance. Jesus came to be deliverance. Because if we can receive what God has for us, amen, the Holy Ghost Christ in us, the hope of glory, we now have the anointed one on the inside of us. And every time you're brokenhearted, you can cry out to Jesus and you can receive, amen, amending for your broken heart. Every time uh, you have become impoverished, whether it be uh, literally or morally, uh, you can cry out to the Messiah that's living on the inside of you through the power of the Holy Ghost and you can be liberated. Every single time uh, you feel like you're in bondage uh, because of mistakes that you made, uh, you feel enslaved, uh, you can feel the Holy Ghost rising up in you uh, that says chains don't belong on my children. Every time you feel like you don't know what direction you're going and you feel blinded by sin, you can pray in the Holy Ghost and God can open up your eyes and give you fresh vision. And every time you feel like you've been bruised and you no longer want to try in that area, you can begin to pray and the Holy Ghost will begin to speak to you and begin to liberate you of the areas in which you've been oppressed. Somebody ought to feel, amen, what I'm preaching right now. Amen, there's people that all these things. You're saying, preacher, I'd love to have that. I'd love to have the favor of God like that. All you got to do is pray in the Holy Ghost and you've got the Messiah, the anointed one, and the very things he was anointed to do are living on the inside of you and I. He counteracted the five things sin does, but I love Jesus. He doesn't just do and counteract what sin does. He goes beyond. Amen. We sing around here from time to time. He's more than enough. Hey, hallelujah. He's more than enough. More than enough. More than enough. More than enough. He's not just going to deal with what we have been dealt with or what we have been dealt. Amen. The Bible says that he stood up. And I love how the how the people that organized it put it as its own verse. Amen. After he got done with all of that, amen, they, they put it in its own verse. Amen. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Amen. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Let me just tell somebody what that means for a moment. Amen. That Jesus goes beyond repairing the damages of sin. He brings us back into favor. He doesn't just repair the damages that sin has made in your life or through your history or through your lineage and your genealogy. But what he also does is he brings us back into a time frame of favor. Amen. I want to tell you that mankind has not lived in a time of favor since they walked with God in the cool of the day. But Jesus said, I've come to proclaim that the year of the Lord's favor is not just happening next year or it's not just going to happen one year every 50 times but I've come to declare to you that when I preach what I've been anointed to preach my people are going to walk in perpetual favor 
Somebody ought to clap your hands and give God praise. He didn't just want to repair you. He didn't just want to remodel you. But what he's done is he's come to reconcile you and I into the favor of God. Somebody ought to clap and shout with a voice of triumph. Come on. He's not just repairing you and I. He's reconciling us into a time of favor. He's reconciling you and I to a walk with God that is a walk of favor. What he's referring back to is he's referring back to the year of Jubilee, which is the 50th year. Every 50th year, the children of Israel would celebrate the year of Jubilee. It was a year in which God had declared, God had mandated. It was a year where people that were enslaved were to be released. It was a year in which people that were in debt were to be delivered from their debts. It was a year in which those that had lost their property had their property returned to them. Talking about, let me preach it in modern day terms. Repossessions came back. Hallelujah. Repossessions became my possessions. Hallelujah. Y'all don't know about Rena Center, do you? Preach some holy folk that ain't ever been poor. That I can't preach the gospel of poor because everybody got silver and gold today. Come on. I'm talking about Rena Center knocking on your door saying we need them couches back. I'm talking about you didn't make the car payment, and they said that car that you thought was yours, that's our car. You didn't make the payment. We're taking it back. Amen. But the year of Jubilee was a repossession in reverse. All of a sudden, everything they lost. Instead of couches getting taken, couches were getting delivered. Instead of cars getting taken, cars were getting delivered. Instead of houses getting taken, houses were getting delivered. Y'all, y'all need to understand this is what Jesus was saying. It was, it was that all of the things that you lost, I'm not just going to repair you, but everything you lost in the year of Jubilee, the favor's coming back. Can I preach to somebody that when you get in the year of the Lord's favor, everything you lost, everything the devil took, you can have it back. You lost your joy last year, you can have it back. You lost your peace, you can't sleep at night, you can have it back. It goes beyond just stuff. It goes beyond just stuff. Returning people to their families. Yeah, returning people back to relationships. There's some people that you look back on your life and think there's no way I can have any any of my relationships restored. I've lost every last one of them. This has gone wrong. That's gone wrong. I made my mistakes. They made theirs. There's nothing worth. I can't I can't pursue that any longer. But when you walk in the Lord's favor, all those relationships you thought were lost, all of a sudden in the middle of the night you'll get a phone call. 
And God will say, I'm going to give you your family back. I'm going to give you some relationships back. Can I preach to somebody? I've lived it. Amen. There was a time in my life where everybody ostracized me for being a Christian. I wasn't welcome, amen, at, at, at their gatherings. But all of a sudden, I started getting phone calls. In fact, it happened this last year. I got a phone call from my brother, amen, who called me and said, I, I, at first I was waiting for the what's what's happening, what's going on. But he said, I just felt like calling you. Amen. It's been many years. But I want to tell somebody here today that God's interested in bringing favor into your life that isn't just for you, but it's for your relationships. When you and I walk in the year of the Lord's favor, we can see things come back, but we can also see people come back. Can I preach about the church for a moment? God's going to bring prodigals home this year. God, people that haven't darkened the doors of a church in a while are going to come streaming back into the church because God is seeing a people that are walking in his favor and said, I'm going to give you your relationships back. And finally... It was a year of rest. They had worked and toiled for, seven, for, for 49 years, save one on the seventh year, toiling all year, every year, fighting for every bit of harvest. Hallelujah. Working for every grain of rice, every stalk of corn. Amen. They were fighting for it. They were working for it. They were warring for it. But God said this year, I want you to kick back. Amen. Because the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. There's some people all the last several years you've been fighting for things, working for things. But if you could step, amen, into the Holy Ghost, amen, if you could step into the favor of God, amen, doors you never thought open are going to open of their own. Doors you've been pushing on and pressing on and trying to shove open when you walk in the favor of the Lord, amen, you're going to go to push on it. You're going to fall through the open door. Amen. Can I preach to somebody that when you walk in the favor of the Lord, uh, the jobs you've been trying to get uh, but haven't got, uh, amen, we've already got testimonies of that happening. Uh, the jobs you've been working for and pressing for, God's going to say sit down, amen, take a seat uh, and watch what the favor of God will do. Amen. Somebody ought to lift up your voice. Somebody stand across the building and clap your hands and shout, I want the favor of God. Come on, is there anybody that wants the favor of God this year? Not just this year, but I want to implement it into my life. So this year I walk in favor. Next year I walk in favor. The year after that I walk in favor. Man, I preached about it this last year about God having favorites. Maybe I'll preach it again. But I want to remind somebody that we need the favor of God, church. Listen, we need hard work. We need to be willing to sacrifice. We need to be willing to push forward. That's called faithfulness. Yeah, we need to have that too, and we have that around here. But you know what else we need? We need the favor of God. The favor of God that says you couldn't work hard enough for this. Amen, it was a door that God opened. You couldn't pray hard enough for this. God just did it. Oh, somebody lift up your voice. Somebody lift up your hands in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody lift up your voice. Come on, somebody pray all across this house.
Come on, somebody pray across this house. Come on, there's people that maybe you've been frustrated by how hard you've had to work at things, pray for things, and it hasn't happened yet. Amen. But this year we're going to pray. Amen. We're going to just do what we got to do so we can rest in the favor of the Lord and watch God do what only God can do. I prayed at that mountain long enough. Amen. But now I need the favor of God to move the mountain. Now I need God to do the work that only God can do where God can get all the glory. God can get all the credit. In the year of Jubilee, slaves were set free, debts were canceled, things got a fresh start. There are some people this year, you need a fresh start. If you walk in the favor of God, God will give you a fresh start. And Jesus stood up, he preached all of that, and then sat down. And everybody stared at him. Imagine if I read a text and just sat on the front row. What's going on? Jesus stands back and says, Today, everything I just read is fulfilled. What does that mean? That in Jesus... We get to live in perpetual favor. That in Jesus, we get to live in perpetual freedom. That in Jesus, there is no need for spiritual blindness. That in Jesus, you might have had a broken heart, but you don't have to have a broken heart anymore. That in Jesus, you might have been bruised beforehand, but you don't need to be bruised anymore. That in Jesus, you can walk in the year of the Lord's favor. Jesus was letting them know that I am anointed. Not just to preach that you come out of all of these things. That God would repair all these broken things. Those are all going to happen. But there's one more thing. Above all that, I've come to be anointed to preach. I've been anointed to preach to you about the favor of God. Amen. Some people go, well, what's the big deal about favor? The Bible says that God gave Joseph favor when he was in the prison, and he ran the prison. Uh, Joseph got favor in Potiphar's house, and he ran Potiphar's house. Uh, Joseph got favor, and he ran all of Egypt. He was second in command. Can I preach to somebody that when you walk in God's favor, it doesn't just stay in the spiritual realm, but it starts working its way to the temporal realm. Jesus grew in favor, the Bible says, with God and with men. The early church, uh, the Bible says they grew in favor with God and with men. Because if you and I could ever walk in the favor of God, it is inevitable that we will also walk in the favor of other people. And this year, I felt it in the Holy Ghost. I have prayed and I believe with all my heart and I believe there's people that are going to pray with me and believe with me this year that ARC would increase in favor through this year with God and everything we preach and teach, I'm going to emphasize, amen, God help us walk in favor. Amen. As we teach, we're going to talk about things that are going to help us be in alignment with God's favor. Amen. But God, I don't want just your favor, amen, to be only on the vertical. But God, we need your favor across this entire city. 
I pray that this year would be a year of favor for you. I pray that this year would be a year of favor for your family. I pray that this year would be a year of favor for our church. I pray that this year would be a year of favor for our city and for our region. I pray that we would grow with favor with both God and with men. I pray that you and your family would see your prayers answered this year because of the favor that you are walking in. I pray that you would see debts, not just spiritual debts being forgiven, but I'm talking about literal in the tangible I'm talking about those kind of debts uh, that you have had hanging over you. Uh, I pray that this year God would give you favor, amen, not only at your job, uh, at your business, uh, but even with your debt collector, uh, that debts would be dismissed, uh, that God would bless you with raises and promotions, uh, that you would be paying things off you never thought possible. I pray that this year God would open up doors uh, of opportunity for you and for your family and for our church. Uh, I pray that God would grant you favor to reconcile the lost relationships with your family and with your friends. And I pray that God would help us to reconcile our city back to Christ and reconcile those that have walked away back into the church of the living God. I pray that this year God would favor us with a year of rest where things that we touch, they just open the door wide open that we don't have to fight as much for it, but we have the favor of God working on our side. Would you lift up your hands and pray? I pray that God would favor you and your family this year. I pray that God would favor our church this year. Would you pray that with me? Come on. There's some things you need God's help with. You need God's favor in your marriage. You need you need favor with your spouse. Amen. You need God to help you grow in favor in, in your job. You need God's favor. Amen. With your boss. You need God's favor. Amen. Church, we need our we need God's favor. Amen. With the city. We need God's favor with the state. We need God's favor. I believe God can save politicians this year. I believe God can pull people. Amen. That maybe they've been lobbying across from the Senate. But God can bring them to the house of the Lord. God, give us favor. I believe that God is going to send us a revival of favor. There's going to be divine connections with people that have contacts throughout this region that are going to help us have the greatest revival we've ever seen. And I pray that God would give us the favor to walk in it. I want us to lift up our hands. In fact, I want us to come down to the front. Would you come? We're going to pray a blessing upon you today. We're going to pray a blessing upon you. I, I, I pray for promotions. Amen. I pray God blesses you like you've never been blessed. That maybe you started a business this year and God would give you favor that you never thought possible. Amen. I pray that those things you've been, you've been worried about and con concerned about, that God would start to remove them from your mind and remove them from your heart. Maybe there's some relationships that have been attention. I pray God would help you to re reconcile those. And, amen. I pray that God would help you to mend those things. Maybe this year you want to walk in the favor of God. Amen. And need God to work on you on a personal level. If you are broken hearted, I pray God's favor would rest upon you to bind up your broken heart. Maybe there's some things you need God to liberate you from. I pray God would liberate you through his favor. I pray that God would move in the areas where you have been blinded. Amen. God, I pray heal that today. I pray that God would move in a mighty way with his favor upon you. Come on, somebody pray. Come on. 
favor. God, we want to walk in favor. Whatever it takes to walk in favor. I can live without some things, but I can't live without your favor, God. I can't live without your favor on my family, your favor on my church, your favor on my life. Somebody pray. Come on. I pray that God would grant you rest this year. Amen. I'm not talking about amen, inactivity. I'm talking about rest where you worked hard. You've done everything you can. But God would help you feel accomplished this year through the favor of God. Somebody pray. As they begin to sing, we're going to pray a blessing over you. In the name of Jesus, we're going to pray the favor of God upon you. Not just, amen, in the, in, in the eternal. I pray God's favor in the eternal. But I also pray for God's favor in the temporal, in the right now, in the today. Today's the day of salvation. Right now, God, we need your favor to rest upon us today. Come on. Favor is not just a time frame. Favor is a dimension. God, help us to walk into it. Come on, somebody pray right now. Make his face shine upon Be gracious to you. The Lord turn his Come on, somebody let this be your prayer right now. Come on, let the favor of God rest upon you this year. Let that dimension of favor be something you walk in, you live in, you go home in, you go to the job in favor. Come on, in the name of Jesus. upon you be gracious to you Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace Amen Come on somebody pray all across this house the dimension of God's favor is going to rest upon ARC this year. We're going to learn to walk in it. We're going to learn to live in it. Come on. I need your favor, God. Come on. Somebody proclaim the Lord's favor in your heart. Proclaim it with your worship. Proclaim it with your prayers. Be gracious to you, the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace.
Feel the favor of God in this house. Somebody worship him.